Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after big, important news. And with us today, he's back again in just a couple of weeks, Stephen McCauley, CEO of Empower Clinics, the company trades on the CSE under the stock symbol CBDT. And for our friends in Germany on Frankfurt under 8EC, and for our friends in the U.S. on the QB under EPWCF. For those of you who are new to the story, it's going to be a lot of you, but pay attention Empower is a vertically integrated CBD life sciences company, multi-state operator of medical health and wellness clinics. Might sound like just talk, but uh, absorb this. The company's got 165,000 patients in its data, database, generating millions in revenue. Right now, they're on a $4 million U.S. annualized run rate for 2019, and that's looking like $5 million for 2020. Growth is gonna come from, we've been talking about this for a while, launching their CBD extraction facility with a capacity of 6,000 kilograms per year. Well, that growth has now arrived because that's the press release we're talking about. They signed a joint venture with Heritage Cannabis for the production of hemp-derived CBD oils from their Oregon facility. Steve, welcome back. Thanks, George. I appreciate you having me on. Well, you know, it was just, had you on around the corner just for Labor Day, August 21st, didn't see this coming, so congratulations on this news. Uh, and let's jump straight. Let's just let's jump straight into this. You've been known, you know, Empower has been known uh, primarily as a clinical company, hence hence the name. But since you took over in January, uh, you've really made CBD extraction a focal point. And bam, uh, here we are with this press release. Before we go into the specifics of the press release. What is it about CBD extraction that had you make it such a focal point and now get it to this point? You, you know, it, it, it's been a focal point of mine from the beginning. I, I felt that as uh, I looked at the Empower Clinic business model overall, um, although we had a good foundation in patients or access to patients and, and a clinic distribution network, we had the ability to diversify that offering. So to me, vertically integrating having great products, but then going right down to the science of the plant itself and controlling that manufacturing supply chain for me was crucially important. And uh, I talked about it a couple of quarters ago. Uh, we got our first extraction facility uh, in Oregon secured. We got our hemp handlers license in hand and it's led us to now announcing the joint venture and enables us to get to production uh, and start to manufacture our own high-quality products, uh, the distillates and isolates that will supply this industry. And, and I know you had mentioned that before as all per, part of the vertical integration strategy, but it sounds like you're going to go even beyond just feeding your own, you know, your own customer patient database. So let's get to the specifics of the press release because this is a big one. This wasn't yeah. no run-of-the-mill. Uh, so I want to tackle it by elements here so we keep it nice and organized. The first one, production capacity. 
you've been talking about 6,000 kilograms. Is that still going to be the company's production capacity? And will that be adequate to supply who you need to supply? So the, the 6,000 kilograms per year is sort of based on a, a run rate of about 20 kilos per day production, allowing for 300 to 320 days of actual production work. You have to allow for downtime maintenance of the equipment. So you can't, you can't have a 365 day per year calendar. It's not right. physically possible. So that guidance uh, or of, of estimated volume in kind of our first run in 2020 is still totally on track. Uh, but, you know, we feel that the facility has the capacity to do quite a bit more than that. You know, this is a 5,000 square foot, you know, brand new build. And, you know, when we have multiple refineries in place, you know, we feel that this has a potential to go much more than 6,000. We think it could be three times that or possibly four times that, depending on, you know, kind of what the market is demanding of us. And so we are really assessing, you know, what customers uh, are we going to serve because we'll serve ourselves, of course. And, you know, I hope that we have tremendous demand in, in our products, uh, you know, at the retail level, but we certainly anticipate having wholesale partnerships, uh, even white label manufacturing for other big brands so that we have all of our capacity is met. Uh, and we, we have the nice problem of, of being completely sold out. And I'm going to dive into those, you know, some of those potential outlets for, for supply. But before we go, that question, just to give them some context at home, context. What does a kilo of, C, of, uh, of hemp, hemp extracted CBD oil go for at the end of the day? Because there's a big difference between a, a kilo of potato chips and a kilo of gold. So I, I'm not trying to pin you down to a price, but ballpark sort of as an idea. You know, what does a kilo of, uh, of this product go for? Yeah, so I can actually be quite specific on the topic. So um, we monitor what I call spot pricing. Uh, and spot pricing can be uh, very regional. So as an example, you know, what is the spot pricing today in uh, Arizona for a kilo of distillate versus that spot pricing in Northern California? Um, but we, we have reports that we receive uh, every month that really look at uh, what pricing uh, matrices, uh, matrices are. So there's a difference between distillate and there's a difference between isolate. So distillate is that broad spectrum oil um, that we're aware of. It feeds products like tinctures and gel caps and others. We're seeing that product at wholesale, you know, somewhere in the $5,000 to $5,500 US per kilo right now. The market's still holding quite strong on this. There's been a little, little bit of uh, compression down in that price, but the distillate side of it, the spectrum oil, where there's so much market demand for uh, tinctures and vapes and gel caps is holding pretty steady. We're seeing isolate, which is the refined uh, powder substance that comes out of the pure, the most pure form of, of CBD coming from hemp. Um, it's got a little bit downward pressure, um, probably around 10% downward we've seen in the last sort of month. Uh, so we might start to see prices somewhere around the four to 4,500. Uh, and again, spot pricing does um, you know, factor in um, and spot pricing changes actually week by week. But as we're looking across the United States as a whole, that's generally the prices that I'm seeing coming out of the August pricing schedules. Wow. So even if you're taking a halfway around 5,000 kilo, you're talking about $30 million in potential revenue uh, yeah. coming, coming out of just the 6,000 kilos, let alone if you can actually increase, increase that production. And by the way, for everyone at home, especially regulators, we're not saying that what's what revenues are going to be. It's want to give everyone an idea at home of what's, of what's possible. 
Yeah. Let's go into the products now, what you want to supply. Uh, the first, the obvious one, are formulated products, formulated CBD products. And that one, I, I presume, Steve, is primarily for your, your clinical customers? Yeah, so it, it's really customers at large. So, you know, the definition of my customer, uh, we've really broadened that out now. So obviously, we have a database that we've talked about. We have 165,000 patients that have come through our clinics over the last four to five years. And we have direct access to those patients um, or maybe we call them customers depending on on how we're interacting with them so we're we're very strong at outbound campaigns and we've already started that so uh, we're strong with text messages we're strong with uh, email campaigns and outbound phone uh, campaigns through our call centers so we have started to let our customer base know that we are selling our own formulated cbd products in our clinics you can also now buy our products online at our shop so uh, we've been able to secure our merchant services program providers, uh, enables us to uh, allow people to enter our shops through sunvalleyhealth.com um, or off of empoweredclinics.com itself and go ahead and just buy online. And then ultimately we view uh, just retail shelf space as a path that we'll go down, you know, so to the extent that we can be on the shelves of big brands like a Walgreens or a CVS or others uh, in, in our U.S. markets, we think is an important strategy for us to chase after. And Steve, what I particularly like about the online, going back to the online e-commerce that you mentioned a, minute, a couple minutes ago, for a lot of people that would be yeah, not so exciting because all right, George put up an e-commerce store, but you know, how's he going to sell anything at the end of the day? He'll get a trickle of maybe one or two people a week. But you have the advantage of already have already having this huge patient database, who are no doubt you know going to be sharing this news with their friends. And yeah. if their friends don't feel like coming into one of your clinics, or they don't live near their clinics, but you know, someone like me is telling my friends, "Oh, this CBD product's working great. We're going to get it. Here's the online store." It seems like you're going to have a real, a real head start uh, with the e-commerce store, unless I'm, unless I'm totally taking the wrong take on that. No, I, I think you're correct. I mean, you know, we, we do have what I think is a competitive advantage with having an existing direct relationship with 165,000 patients. Um, for us, you know, customer acquisition and, and customer acquisition costs will be a factor like every other online retailer that exists. But when you have the added advantage of a direct relationship with, and, and you know, really a trusted relationship with these patients to the extent that we begin to campaign towards them, just simply just to let them know, you can walk into the clinic, you don't even have to come in for your appointment today, just walk into the clinic and think of us as your local CBD and, and wellness product store. Um, but if it's more convenient for you to begin shopping online rather than coming in, then please use that channel. So we're, we'll make all the channels available to our existing uh, patients and customers, but we'll also go with traditional you know, campaign marketing programs for cu new customer acquisition. And hopefully we have a very strong presence nationwide with our brands. And if you had just that, already you're, you're way ahead and that's an awesome customer base. And if, if it was end of story, but it's not, you also talk about white label and specifically this press release, you actually say that you're already in talks uh, with several people about white labeling. I know you can't give us, I'm assuming you can't give us specifics on that, but you know, can you give us a, a profile of maybe the size of these kind of white label customers and, and maybe where the discussions are at, if they're really preliminary or if they've started to get to more advanced stages? 
Yeah, so they, they really are at more advanced stages. And so uh, let me, you know, I'll sort of back up as to try to explain or lead into explaining why uh, the Heritage Cannabis JV and, and why we're doing that. And I think we'll explore it in a, in a little bit more depth in a few minutes. But one of the big facets of why this JV with Heritage is if you go look at uh, a press release that we did a few weeks ago, I announced our partnership with Endocana Health. Uh, Endocana Health being the DNA um, uh, test provider. Endocana Health, not only do they uh, have this great DNA program, but they're incredibly strong with formulations because they're using the si underlying science behind uh, the DNA of all of you know, us, us consumers to help figure out what formulations for which cannabinoid for uh, the, uh, I guess, the, the profile of various consumers. And within my endocannabinoid system or your endocannabinoid system, which particular products or strains or formulations would be most effective or should be avoided for you? So endocanna are the ones that are bringing a lot of these interesting product relationships to the table. They are in discussions with uh, other big brands to actually white label products for them. So they create the formulation. That formulation goes to the big brand. Well, the big brand needs to have that manufactured. And we want to be that extraction partner and manufacturing partner of choice. When I go talk about Heritage, so Heritage through their already extraction company. So they, they're a big extractor already in Canada with the Pure Pharma division, which is based in Kelowna. These guys are absolute experts at extraction already. Um, they, they know the equipment, they, they have the standard operating procedures, they built labs and, and manufacturing facilities, and they're already doing third-party manufacturing. Uh, so they've got some relationships right now with Kronos and others um, that they're fulfilling. So Heritage, and Endocana are already in partnerships. Um, so that is coming towards the joint venture. And it's one of the big underlying reasons of why the joint venture with Heritage. And I was going to ask that question. So I'm glad you brought the answer there. And that, that spurs another thought then, which is if Heritage and Endocana already have, you know, these relationships, they're already moving product and things like that. Why would they partner with you? Well, it seems cl pretty clear, uh, aside from the obvious, can I infer that they see the market is growing and they need more capacity. And that's why these partnerships, you know, these, these key partnerships with Empower just over the last, you know, 45 days. Yeah. So, uh, so what you said is fundamentally correct. And, and then I'll explain even in more depth why partner with us. So, so um, uh, Heritage through its division, Pure Pharma, have contractual relationships to supply third parties with their high quality extracts and, and lead into product manufacturing. There's only so much capacity that they can run out of their current facility in Kelowna. And the work that they're doing um, has been a bit more on the, uh, uh, I'll call the uh, THC side of product that serves a recreation market in Canada. Heritage uh, has had a, a, a position, so Clint Sharples, their CEO, on behalf of their board, have taken the position that they needed to find an appropriate path to enter the U.S. markets. And as we were introduced through the Endocana 
uh, relationship. So Heritage is now a 30% owner of Endocana Health. Uh, Clint and I began talking extensively about the network of Empower, my desire to build a diversified, uh, vertically integrated sort of CBD life sciences company, and the fact that I've got distribution already built in, 165,000 patients, our own product line, and I've already secured my first extraction facility outside of Portland, Oregon. So what we bring to Heritage is a pipeline to the US. They don't have a US presence. We have the facility, I have labor, I have uh, corporations uh, in the state of Oregon already in place. We have uh, payroll capabilities, I have commercial banking, I have merchant services, and I have access to biomass supply. And I was gonna ask you that actually, you've got, seems like you've got great access to supply because you've got to have that, and you've, you've now been approved, I'm gonna read this, to yeah. store supply from 1,300 licensed hemp farmers in Oregon that are known to produce some of the highest quality hemp biomass in the U.S. Yeah. So it sounds like, Steve, how happy are you today? And, uh, you know, smile is broad. Let me know by smile if you want, yeah. but you've got supply. You've got the partners. You've got the facility. It seems like all of a sudden you're the extraction side of the company has just blown up? Well, it, it's here. This is, this is the whole point. So um, I'll talk about supply. So, you know, Oregon has some of the best high quality um, uh, hemp, uh, hemp, particularly for CBD uh, in the United States. Uh, it has a great climate uh, for, for this particular plant and crop. Uh, there are more than 60,000 acres being grown right now in Oregon, more than 1,300 uh, uh, licensed uh, hemp farms. Interestingly, in the county where our facility is located, there are 122 uh, licensed hemp farms just in our county. Um, I've got an RFP that we have written right now uh, that we are going to be distributing. We're starting with our county. We'd like to do business locally. We're a local business. We'd like to uh, partner with local farmers, but quality, um, uh, ability to deliver, standard operating procedures, pricing, you know, those are important factors. So we'll, we'll identify, you know, the top, you know, farmers to partner with. So supply, I'm not worried about. Um, so, and that's why I wanted to have that uh, facility uh, in Oregon where we're located because Portland was one of the, uh, large and, and original hubs of the old Empower Clinic network. So I've got manpower there, I've got banking there, I have infrastructure. So it made sense to uh, continue to locate there rather than some obscure location uh, uh, in another state somewhere else where I have no presence. So the supply side, we're in really great shape, not worried about that at all. All right, and I, I, if, if I yeah. can, I want to jump back because we kind of got the supply discussion, so I want to go with it. I want to read you a quote from Clint Sharples. Yeah. Get back to the last part of the selling side. And I love this quote. Quote, we're fortunate to be working with Empower as a big distribution and a licensed facility, which will allow us to begin immediately filling an order pipeline. Yeah. So it's Clint already telling us that he thinks sales are going to come right out of the chute because it seems that's what I'm reading out of, the, out of that quote. Uh, well, I mean, I, I tell you what we already have. So the JV can supply my own product uh, 
requirements right away. So today, our Soliebo line and our Sun Valley Science lines are manufactured with third parties. Right. Now, um, we have a strong profit margin in it. The third parties, um, the, our, their products are tested. The quality is, is what we expect. But the margin opportunity that we pick up when we vertically integrate and we fill our own product requirements is actually quite significant. It also makes our product manufacturing uh, much more defensible as a business model going forward because if for whatever reason there's some form of margin compression or competition in the marketplace, if I'm vertically integrated, uh, I've, if, I, if we have vertically integrated our own supply chain, I have more defensibility. I have more capability to deal with margin compression and competition than I would if I only relied on third-party manufacturing. So it's a long-term play and strategy. The other aspect is control of quality. You know, we want to know what goes in our bottle. We want to control what goes in our bottle to make sure that we always operate with the highest of standards, right down to the manufacturing of extraction from the plant, um, all the way through to the bottle, all the way through our distribution channel and off to our patients. That's a complete supply chain that we want to control. So you got the whole, you got the whole operation planned out. Looks like you guys have done a fantastic job. So the question I can hear everyone at home watching this, the question is how long until you actually start producing and getting and, and for both internal reasons, you know, for, for your own patient database, white label, when ballpark ETA, when does that begin? Yeah, I mean, it probably, it really feels like it's uh, at the end of the year or first of 2020. So some of the key milestones have been, look, we've got the facility. Uh, we've secured the hemp handler's license. I can't even begin to build out an operations if I don't have my hemp handler's license. So we secured that already. Uh, we have our architect uh, firm secured um, and initial architectural work already started. Uh, we now have our, our experts in our JV partner who have the capital runway for us. And this is very important. So Heritage has done a great job in building its balance sheet. They've more than, I believe, in excess of $20 million in the bank still. Um, this is very comfortable for them. For Empower, what it means is uh, I don't have to go out to market and dilute. Um, in the current stage that we're in because we can rely upon the balance sheet strength of heritage to help deal with that initial capex requirement so short answer is build out through the balance of the year the next you know three and a half months um, the the variables are you know once we issue the PO to the manufacturer of the extraction equipment you know what's their lead time and, and are, are they on schedule or, or do they fall behind schedule so we'll know more about that in the next you know two to four weeks but I would expect that we, the balance of the year is build out, first runs, fully operational, you know, beginning of 2020. Yeah, with my experience with machinery of, of that kind of the caliber you're talking about, because, you know, my family's been in the food manufacturing business, I would say you look at four to six months delivery time for that kind of machinery, so... Uh, it's a little, it's, it should be a little shorter than that. So, okay. you know, we know, we know the manufacturer very well. Um, uh, Heritage have been working very closely with this type of manufacturing equipment and this manufacturer. I've been down to their plant and their factory. I know where they are in lead times right now. So uh, we don't expect it to be six months. You know, we'd like to see it be three months. Uh, maybe it's four months, uh, but it should not be as long as six months. We don't believe. 
Dave, that's incredible. Uh, I'm going to congratulate you and your team because you took over this ship in January and Power had some problems we don't want to talk about anymore. They're long behind you because you fixed everything. You not only fixed the problem it has, but here we are nine months into your reign uh, as CEO of Empower, and you're about to light up a facility that could be doing a $30 million annual run rate in revenue just on the capacity that's that's scheduled due now, let alone if you can actually double and triple that inside the 5,000 square foot facility. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you that question. The last question I'm going to ask you is the same one I tried to ask before. Yeah. How happy are you? <laughs> hey, you know what? We're we're happy. Uh, you know, um, uh, doing a job like this, uh, you know, you you, you you we get a few happy moments for sure. Uh, There's a lot of hard work, a lot of long hours, and uh, there's no end in sight. But that's okay. Um, I enjoy what I do. Um, it comes with a lot of responsibility. I, I take my responsibilities on behalf of shareholders very seriously. I take it personally. And um, I just like the challenge. And I, I think that we're getting through the execution phases that we need to get through because this industry is so dynamic. Uh, there's so much velocity right now. Um, I think the ones that will set themselves apart, the companies that set themselves apart, are the ones that execute and get things done uh, and deliver change, deliver results, and deliver that back to the shareholder base. I think we'll be rewarded over time in, in our, our shareholder value and our, our market cap. Um, we just need a little bit more time, uh, but, but it's coming. So I'm, I'm hoping that people will stay confident with us and trust what we're doing. Well, for everyone at home, I'm gonna leave you off with this last very important piece of information. Uh, if you're wondering, hey, can Steve do this? Because it's a legitimate question. Can Steve execute this? He's brought it this far in nine months, but can he really do it? Although a lot of you don't know, Six Sigma certified under uh, under uh, Jack Walsh's team at GE. I've never seen a Six Sigma certified CEO running a small cap company on the CSC or TSX venture ever. So if you're impressed with what Steve has done in nine months, but still skeptical thinking, okay, maybe just had a good run nine months here, but can you really bring this horse, you know, can you really bring the horse home? Understand that Empower is being run, being run by a Six Sigma CEO, which to me is you must be your seventh degree black belt. So, uh, thank you. Know, congratulations, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated, George. You've been watching Steve McCauley, CEO of Empower Clinics, which company trades on the CSC under CBDT. For our friends in the US, EPWCF, and for our friends in Germany on Frankfurt under 8EC. You've heard, you've watched, you've got all the information. Now it's your turn to do the due diligence. Once you've watched this interview again, because I think you should, great information here, get to Agoracom, punch in the company's name or stock symbol. Take a look at the profile information, all the supporting information that's there for you to read. Listen, watch the previous interview that we just did back in August with Steve and really get an entire picture. Do your due diligence because clearly, given this great partnership, given the company's uh, clinic on one side, and now you've got the CBD extraction. Uh, it's gonna, it looks like it's going to be a powerhouse in 2020. It's up to you to do your due diligence. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a fantastic day, and we'll see you next time.